It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the UPX Podcast. I am your host, too stupid to win and as always joined by thank me later how are you doing tonight another beautiful night yeah we do have to we should actually start saying when are we're recording these episodes so this is thursday october mm-hmm. 22nd uh, we have uh thanks to being featured in the in-app notifications we have seen an uptick in listeners and uh, they're checking out multiple episodes so welcome to all the new listeners Looks like you're enjoying the show. Glad to have you with us. Indeed. Welcome. And uh, welcome to the wonderful players that are joining us tonight for the live broadcast. They get to uh, You get to hang out and listen to the pre-show and uh, talk to us after the show, too. Very good time. If you ever have an opportunity on Thursday nights when we're recording, just hit, hit me up and I'll get you the link for the uh, Zoom broadcast. Um, yeah, pretty cool. I mean, we got, uh, what do we got? Uh, almost a dozen people here chilling, enjoying it live. Uh, we got, uh, you know, the Zoom chat going. We did some videos. I'm sure, uh, you know, again, the pre-show, the post-show uh, content that's a little too uh, spicy for the, the podcast, uh, all the all the gossip and all the good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so you should join us if you get a chance. Yes. And if you did find us on uh, any of the podcasting, hosting, Spotify, iTunes, Google, whatever the choice may be, uh, what is Upland? And we have our immortal founder, one of them, to answer that question for us. So Upland is a digital metaverse that's uh, kind of like overlaid on top of the real world. Uh, Upland's inhabitants uh, play various games and competitions, uh, and they earn by trading their digital properties or assets or, you know, even running their own businesses, and they connect with their local communities uh, of Uplanders. Um, the Upland metaverse is built with blockchain technology, and this powers a real-world economy where participants are able to extract monetary value back into the real world. Couldn't have said it better myself. You could have, but you just don't want to show them up. So I, I get that. Yeah, you know, don't want to step on any toes. You know, all of a sudden my, my block explorer starts floating off into the ocean, never to return again. Well, I mean, if that did that, I would just think you were trying to buy more up squares because you might have a problem, my friend. You might have a problem. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I <can't>. <laughs> we'll <laughs> get to that. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about that yet. We might have let's let's uh i need to get some some beverages in me for that and uh if you see just living up to my name too stupid to win i do a disclaimer every week and i should be smart enough to just put it and pre-record it and just play the loop each week but i do not so a disclaimer uh we are not employed by upland and upland is not uh responsible for any thoughts or comments or opinions on this podcast those are strictly uh mine Thank me laters, T. Davis, and any guests that we do have on the show. We're just passionate fans. I'd love to bring you quality entertainment or sub-quality entertainment, however you view it, each and every week. Oh, and we do have an exciting show for you guys tonight. 
today, whenever you're listening to us, uh, we'll head through. We have a New York Minute with T. Davis. After that, we have the guy that's buying up VV like crazy, TM. Uh, he'll join us for a little segment, find out his master plan there, and uh, if he'll ever catch Thank Me Later in his chase for the top property owner. We have the numbers. Also, we'll talk about Fresno. Fresno was released on Tuesday. Wild, crazy. Uh, so it'll be awesome. We have uh, just talk about the Halloween event that's coming out. And T. Davis is announcing the winners from the competition he was doing for Jonesy's uh, two kids. So we'll have that announcement at the end of the episode. So make sure you tune in to find out if you're a winner. And with that, we'll head off to the New York Minute. Live from Little Italy in New York City, it is T. Davis with the New York Minute. How are you doing tonight? How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks once again for having me. Um, I probably have the most uneventful New York minute that there will ever be, only because of the Fresno release this week. I do anticipate in the future them being much more informative, but we actually, the numbers unsurprisingly went in the opposite direction um, due to Fresno releasing so Next week and the week after that, you guys can expect a much fuller and more informative update. And like you said, we do have the up the uh, the little Italy giveaway at the end of the show, so I'm not coming completely empty-handed to you guys from Little Italy today. Um, let me just go ahead and jump into the numbers. What what we're looking at? So there was barely any movement whatsoever in the top ten. Sunstar still at number. I'm sorry. You guys still with me there? Yeah. You dropped yeah. off for a second. Yeah. Yeah. My, my apologies. So the, uh, the number one spot there is uh Sunstar with 167 properties, atomic pop in second with 161 EH 0405 with 120. Then Kent Hodler prospect gold, wicked M TM and Brett Gerber at nine. And then we had a, just one small change in number 10 MG dropped out all the way down to 12 and Oliver took that spot at 10 and Dizzy Deesky moved up one. So he's him and Oliver. Oh, actually all three of them are tied at 58, I guess. So we have a three way tie at 10. Did you call him Brett Gerbil? Gerber? 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 What is it? Gerber? That's how I call the baby food. Is that not it? Is it Gerber? It's Gerber. You call the baby food Gerber? That's how it's spelled. Who the fuck's Gerber? (laughs) You should not be feeding babies Gerber food. Do not feed them gerbils. (laughs) No. Uh, uh, um, Brian Bryan still making some some moves on the Upper East Side. He added eight properties um, for a total of 38, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we so what's bu- what's the markup happening there? Tell I want to like little like like if I wanted to buy a property now, like what's the best property? Like, is are there deals to be had or are people like Not, conquered down and holding them? So I noticed that the map lit up in green recently. So 
And I went in and I inspected the properties and they are significantly marked up um, 250, 350 for small lots. And I don't know if that is due to just the, the hype around it, but they are heavily marked up. And you know what? I forgot okay. to shout out to, to Mixplick for the data um, that I just provided you. So shout out to them and all the folks over at Daily Uplander for providing us with that data to make these um, updates for you guys. And speaking of which, let me go ahead and just dive in really quick and take a look for you what the lowest markup is. It was 30% last week, so let's take a look. Let's see what it is right now. And 31, so 32% markup. The cheapest price in Little Italy is going to run you about 38,000. 38, and then it jumps up to 38,89. And there's three properties under 40. Then it goes 60. And it just straight acceleration all the way up to 200. And oh, no, wow, no. 18,000% markup, 69,000 is the highest. So, those yeah. are some nice markups. High, highly marked up. Um, but, like I have discussed, so it's in a holding pattern. Then. Like, it sounds like the people who have them, they're like, if you want to get in, you're, you're going to have to pay a pretty, you know, steep price to, to pay us out. Right. I would agree with that 100%. Yep. I mean, honestly, I mean, that's not different than, you know, you see dog patch um, with, you know, two, three, five hundred percent markups and they're selling, um, you know, I don't think, you know, any property that sells in Alamo Square for under a hundred thousand um, is, is almost considered a, a steal at this point. Uh, so, I mean, for those coveted neighborhoods, I mean, in all honesty, like, 200% markup isn't crazy uh, for a sold out coveted neighborhood like that. So, right. And I expected to those numbers to, I think maybe some people are holding out for this last release, right. And not willing to pay those prices. I mean, I know some have, right. And once the neighborhood is legit sold out and there's going to be no more release, I anticipate these markup percentages to shoot up significantly. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's that's a good that's a valid point that here in the next couple of weeks we could see uh, the population of Little Italy um, grow quite significantly depending on how many properties are released. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you know the fun fact that I have of New York for this week's episode kind of ties into Fresno, right? So we saw Fresno had about what 160,000 properties or so, and. Um, when you look at the map, like it's, it's huge, right? Like that, that Northern growth area just seems like it's like way out there. Right. And I don't know if they're going to be bringing an FSA, uh, Nate, well area into New York city. And if they do, I suspect it might be Brooklyn, but this is just pure speculation, but I would imagine it would be one of those other boroughs. And it's my fun fact for the week is that if Brooklyn were its own city, it would be the fourth largest city in the country by itself. So that's how many people that they pack into the borough of Brooklyn. So, so 
Interesting. Uh, I'll be honest. I mean, the size of Fresno is, and, and I know that we'll talk about Fresno a lot more here later in the show, uh, but it's quite daunting. I, I cannot imagine that they will be opening another um, FSA focused city for a significant amount of time. I mean, I would imagine it would have to be in the same scenario, like um, 50% sellout of Fresno before they would even consider right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. So th- that's about all that I have for you guys this week uh, coming out of New York. Like I said, we're, you know, maybe what, nine days away from the end of the month. So I'm hoping that Tuesday of next week is when we get to let loose in that final big opening. But again, that's just a a guess, you know, they promised us the end of the end of the month and it's approaching. So look forward to that. Um, I will make sure to highlight all of the, uh, all of the interesting areas and big buys and all of that. Once that happens, I'm super excited to, Hopefully see Little Italy at New York sell out in, I don't know, the first hour is what I'm hoping for. First hour. Wow. That's that's a bit ambitious, but I would say what? first day. Well I don't, first hour. I mean you no, you're expecting some big some big spenders. Huh? Don't don't doubt this team over here. They once they got somebody in there getting them their properties in Little Italy, it was game over. These guys just right. took it over. Yeah. So and the only reason why yeah, I, but I, I I say that is that what I did know that cost that, you fifty thousand upex. That's, like, that's, true. that's true. You know, I mean, it was cool, well coordinated, no doubt. Love love it, but I mean, we're talking. You're probably a million upex of property. I mean, I don't know how much is left of Little Italy. I guess, but. You know, I, uh, I estimated it about 138 properties, and so what do they average? 10k a piece, right? They're 720 base price for UP2, so that would it would depend on the size. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could estimate the up squares I, of I those mean, 138 without seeing seeing the actual properties and what they look like but tm does 138 properties like it's a snack in like 15 minutes so <laughs> you're selling out in an hour i can see that yeah man well i will let you guys know for sure i will be looking at the blockchain data to see when the first one the first one was bought and when the last one was sold as always t davis always appreciate the new york minute and and the updates you provide us and uh we continue to look forward to your updates in there. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me again. And uh, speaking to somebody that likes to just gobble up properties like Pac-Man gobbling up whatever those things are in the game, dot balls, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the guy that uh, has... What? Oh, what you trying to say there, TML? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um yeah, that, quaaludes. That's what. I, that's the word I was looking for. I was looking for quaaludes. Quaaludes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The guy that's gobbling up and most of his properties there in uh, BV. We have the one and only TM joining us tonight. Welcome, TM. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say, um, good job. Good job so far by T. Davis. He did a he did a really good job on uh, 
you know, kind of uh, letting Little Italy be known in New York. And I actually have an Italian client who, you know, purchased a decent amount of UPX that he just wants to buy in Little Italy. So, you know, in order to make Little Italy work, you probably want this guy in your squad. <laughs> so um, all props to T. Davis and what he's working on over there. So he's doing hey, thanks. So does this client have ties to any kind of uh, fam- familia? Does he have, <laughs> yes, he has ties to <clears throat> a Bitcoin ATM operation. So, yeah, I think that's, it would be a good way to get VR into RL. That's that's my goal with this game. Mm. That's nice. That's nice. So, you have been uh, taking V V by storm. Tell us about. Uh, Tell us about what brought you to Upland first off. Yeah, I'm uh, one of my business partners is, uh, and I don't know who this guy is because I wasn't able to ask yet, but one of my business partners is uh, in a California Bitcoin meetup. And there's this one guy that always raves about Upland. I don't know who the hell he is, but God really? bless him, he exists. And it got passed by my desk and I took a look at it and I was like, ah, let me let me play around with it a little bit to see if there's functionality, gamification, and you know, real world use to this thing. And so I played around with it a little bit. And as soon as I knew it, I was hooked. And I was like, well, if a guy like me can be hooked and and see the opportunity here, you know, they haven't even started marketing this thing yet. And I mean, look. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think I think that kind of opened the door. And once I start exploring something, I have a little bit of OCD when it comes to looking at the intricacies of certain properties in certain regions. And <clears throat> I, I kind of go full force in research mode and I'm like, what would be the best to fit my master plan or whatever you want to call it? You know, everybody has a plan. And, uh, and I thought visitation value was a great place to settle. I didn't see any other properties that had the dynamic and the spread that it did and the large properties in conjunction with small properties. It's a perfect blend for what I want to do. Nice. So when did you first start? When did you start your adventure as an uplander? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't ancient history, I'll tell you that. I started uh, sometime in late September. I think it was 27th or 28th. And uh started doing more and more research. There's there's not a lot out there, which is fantastic, which means that we're, you know, in the innovation phase. We're not even in the early adopter phase yet when it comes to something like this that you know, the NFTs everybody's talking about NFTs and you have you know, some art and some stupid looking cats and all kinds of stuff. And then you look at real world use and you're like, wow, these are, you know, properties tied to, you know, a specific area. And, you know, this could be used for a lot of different purposes. And I don't think a lot of people realize the dynamic of how this can be implemented. And hopefully, you know, what I think is going to work out. So we've been uh, butchering the name of the area you're buying up repeatedly on the podcast. Do do you know how to properly pronounce VV? I would imagine it would be with the, with the Spanish influence. I love the Spanish culture and I am eventually going to retire in the Spanish culture because they're awesome. Uh, I believe it's Visitacion Valley. What? Yeah. I would call it VV. Yeah. I think that that sounds right. Can we can we get a researcher on this? Let me see. Visit what was that? I couldn't even begin. What? Visitacion Valley. Visitacion. I mean that does sound pretty hardcore. Visitacion. And when you look at the and when you look at the land layouts, they're perfect. I mean, no other no other area is big enough 
has more robust large areas in conjunction with small areas, small islands. I mean, the way that this can be marketed is perfect. And I just fell in love with it when I saw it. I was like, there's no other place I can, you know, start off at one point and just grow outward and, <clears throat> and just go crazy from there. So, yeah, no, Hey, I, I always appreciate somebody who comes in with a plan and, uh, you know, can, can have a vision and bring it to life. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm very impressed as you know, the top property count owner in the game for, um, numerous months now. Uh, it was a little, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like I have it clenched by any means, but watching you come up from zero to a thousand essentially overnight, um, has been insane and was a little, you know, a little, a little shaking. Like, oh man, is this, you know, newcomer going to come? I love that. It's, you know, that you've centralized kind of your, your base of operations. And I think it'll be really um, interesting to see how you can leverage some of the other aspects like um, leasing and uh, renting out your properties. I mean, once it becomes a, you know, a hot commodity, I mean, if you own the majority of it, um, I mean, that's big business there. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into a great detail too much, you know, cause I mean, if you have a plan and you, let it be known. Everybody's going to copy it and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's, yeah. there's something called goodwill and, you know, um, trade secrets. Uh, but one of the things is I work in the Bitcoin uh, compliance space and I have a lot of clients that are in the space. And I think this would be a great opportunity for clients to, that are in the real world to be able to actually market their product on a virtual asset, you know, kind of a non-fungible token area. And if they're interested, if they're not interested, it can tie into my real business. And once you get people that are in the real world talking about something that's in the virtual world, it starts to blend. And I think that's kind of our goal. It is. No, for sure. Uh, I definitely think that that's the, the founder's vision uh, for this. Uh, do you think you'll ever get big enough? Uh, so I don't know if you saw, but Upland does a franchise model. So, you know, I, I know, you know, you're from uh, the Ohio area. So any, any thoughts of, you know, franchising maybe in Ohio city to say, Hey, here you go. And, and selling parcels of land to your clients and other uplanders. No, my, my, my operation for what I do is pretty decentralized. I actually don't have a single client in Ohio. Oh, okay. Ohio and Michigan and, Florida and California, you know, so when it comes to geography, let's, let's all admit it. This world is moving towards a decentralized model. Now in the beginning we were decentralized because we didn't have any technology and we relied on centralization as a culture because we didn't have technology. Now that we have technology, we can go decentralized again and still have the same efficiency that we had uh, with centralization minus the fraud and, and the corruption. So I'm, I'm, I think that in this model is going to operate the same way. It's going to be decentralized. It'll move to centralized until it gets mass adoption. Then it'll become decentralized again. So following the model of the way the world works, I decided that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to follow that model with this game and try to make visitation Valley a hub for real world businesses and serious people that really want to build a business. 
uh, they can come and join hands with me, who has a network that reaches across the United States and parts of Europe. Wow. All right. Well, if that doesn't get you excited about uh, VV, I know I'm I'm like, do I really want to get on the train back? I'm enjoying my time in Fresno, but now I'm kind of getting a little FOMO on VV. Uh, I got <laughs> I to get on the train. <laughs> sure up, sure up my, uh, my holdings there. I think I, I think I have like a couple dozen properties, but I wouldn't mind getting some more. I, I got to yeah, head over that way. Couple, if you had a couple, you'll do fine. I'm not, I'm not worried. I mean, anything that I sell, I'm not going to sell to people that just want to flip to win. I'm going to be selling to people that want to develop. And, you know, I own more than a third of Visitation Valley. <clears throat> so there's a third that's going to be locked up. Uh, there's other people that are going to flip and eventually they'll die out because I'll buy them up too. And other people that are serious are going to buy off of me and they're not going to sell. So that's the business. Damn. Model. <laughs> He's that confident. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Now I just want to go buy more because I, wow. I like, I like being a part of any of these active neighborhoods. I mean, I'm going to try and, you know, have multiple hedges. That sounds really cool. I'm actually like logging into the fan server to do a status check to just see how many I have. Yeah. I gotta... Anybody that wants to partner with visitation Valley that has a real world business or has a real world business idea. I will sell properties to them at cost. If they develop it the way that they have a good business plan, man, just coming out with I, the deals on the podcast. I love it. I mean, I will not make any profit off of someone that's going to take visitation Valley seriously. That's how serious I am. Love it. Love it. Got to jump awesome. on a train, go pick up some properties, uh, and I got to pony up and uh, get some dog patch too. I've been I've been biting my tongue on it, but I got to bite the bullet, pay the up mark, because I, I love being part of the communities that are really going to develop something and that have strong people that are driving a vision. So definitely got to check out VV, get some property in there. Right. And another thing is don't sleep on little Italy in New York. I think, uh, I have, I have one of my clients that I got into this game and he wants, he wants in on little Italy. So you better let him know or else he's going to kick my butt. (laughs) He's a, he's a weightlifting Italian guy and, uh, and he's serious. He's got 400 UPX waiting to throw at it. 400. He's He's been holding on to it for three weeks. Four hundred or four million. I've seen him, right? Isn't is it the Coin Bros? Is that is that your friend? Yeah, and that's also the name of his Bitcoin ATM operation. Yeah, I've scoped him out. I got my eyes on him. We're gonna we'll have to link up, man. If you want to do something serious with business in Little Italy, talk to Corey. Yeah, dude, I'll do it. I mean, you you really have the vision of the metaverse going on, and and that's awesome. That's where the founders are seeing the game going, and. uh, and I'm yeah, glad. we can't operate the echo chamber. We have to we have to expand constantly and consistently be handing notes in class and passing the word. Yeah, and it's uh it's amazing that you've been in the game less than a month and you you figured every you figured how big this game and the potential of this game is and and you just went all in on it. Yeah, a lot of money and uh you know, San Francisco is the Genesis city. I think that everybody's going to start off in San Francisco. You know, Fresno is going to have its benefits. It's going to, I mean, this game isn't only going to service one group of people. It's going to service many different types of people. If it's going to be successful, it's going to service your flippers, your, your passive investors, your, your players, your, your VR, uh, you know, 
uh, graphics designers, which all these guys are important and they're all going to be needed. But I mean, talk about a graphics designer that, you know, gets in on this game early and all of a sudden he's talking to big businesses that make millions of dollars. I would love to be part of that. I don't even care if I get paid for it. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a thing about the universe that if you pay it forward, the universe is going to reward you. People that are broke don't know it, but people that make money do. Man, this this is more than I ever expected from this interview at all. <laughs> yeah, that escalated quickly. We're we're usually at uh, poop jokes by this point of the broadcast. So. Sorry, I'm, too, I'm four beers in. I get a little philosophical at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Only four beers to get philosophical? Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Not too bad. I mean, at least Can't you're not drunk buying properties. Oh, I do that too. Don't worry. They're all the ones I want, so I don't buy stupid properties. Speaking of that, I think that does that transition us into the next segment of <laughs> <laughs> numbers? Well, we, we do have the question of if you were in charge of mm. Upland, what would you do and what would you implement in the game if you ran the Upland metaverse? Was that me or was that for everybody? That's no, for you, TM. You're you're the guest. You're the only guest we have. You're the guest Ignore right now. All those other people. All right. So the most important yeah. thing in a game like this, uh, you definitely need to implement game theory early. That way you get money in. Once money comes in, everything else follows. If you don't get money in and you don't implement some sort of game theory, let's say they open up property two, three, and four within the next three months. That would be freaking disastrous. It would be disastrous. Because all of a sudden, anybody can start a Visitation Valley, and I just wasted my money. You know, So you have to reward early investors, and you have to keep on rewarding early investors. Not Pyramid Scheme. I'm talking about in a, in a gamification mode to where there's a game theory that encourages uh, profit. I mean, no matter how much altruism there is in the world, everybody in this game right now wants to make money. Or else they're bullshitting me. Okay, I'm not buying it. I like to play the game, too. And, you know, I have some stake in this game. There needs to be a profit incentive. The real world has a profit incentive, and without it, we're all a bunch of communists, right? <laughs> and communists starve. So I don't want this game to starve. I want this game to prosper. I want to attract new talent. New talent comes with, you know, the trading of uh, talent for time, for money. And then uh, from there, you get competition of the best character gets gets the most reward and i i want meritocracy i want i want people to work really hard at developing this and i want it to be more than you know just the developing key i want it to be uh i want it to be a community developing this thing into a living breathing thing and the only way it can happen is through incentivization wow my goodness and one of the people that has always been on board and always speaking out about the these companies coming in and wanting to buy their headquarters or whatnot, or pairing with companies and partnerships is Nietzscheen. So uh, Nietzscheen is on with us tonight. So why don't you give us your thoughts there? Uh, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Oh, let me put my guitar down. How's it going, team? It's nice to see you, actually. Your volume's a little low, Nietzscheen. If you could turn that up or get closer to your mic. Yeah. I'm here. Sorry, I, was, I, was, uh, I just got off a guitar lesson. Uh, nice to see Team here. I know he's around. So what was the question? <laughs> you were Why just... do you want to sell out? Why do you want to sell out to big corporations? Oh, yeah. So so um, my comments to uh, Dirk, uh, we talked a little bit because, you know, I try to bring um, 
wearables and uh, super rare in here. He asked me what I thought was uh, larger companies. And um, I said, well, the reality is you look at companies like uh, Nike, uh, Hilton, um, Atari, those companies are moving into the space pretty quickly. If you look at what they're trying to do with NFTs, uh, what they're doing in crypto uh, voxels. And his comment to me was he's just trying to look. And I asked him about partnerships because that's something I've been really interested in. Like, who are they partnering with? Because, you know, Upland's a great platform. Um, if you want to really blow it up, uh, you have to have larger companies, not just fanboys like us. And uh, his point was that he's just looking at people at the same size, looking for smaller groups that he can team up with. I don't know what that means exactly because uh, Upland's really hush us about what their plans are. Um, so for me, I don't know. I, I, it's a, uh, it's a challenge because uh, you know, the, the, it seems like uh, Upland's doing a lot of different things. Um, if it's going to be the NFT world, uh, you have a challenge now with uh, travel. So if you wanted to use NF, uh, Upland as a, a go-to for uh, going and finding, you know, a new Nike shoe, uh, and it just so happens the company's in New York, then you have to take a 45-minute trip to go do it. That's not really, really efficient for most Americans or people in general um, if they wanted to go look at a, a new Nike shoe. If they're stuck in San Francisco, you got a, a trip to Fresno and then you, or a trip to the airport and then and you get 45-minute trips. So I was there. I'm not quite sure what they're, like, targeting there. Um, but I wanted to ask team because I came in late. I was curious what team's plans are because uh, I think a lot of us have business plans, and I think we all have a different view of how plans roll out. And, and, and from an NFT perspective, I, I was pretty bullish on the idea of NFTs. Uh, my view at this point is mostly applying blockchain to uh, manufacturing that's totally outside of uh, Upland for sure. Um, art is great, but I think art is just a, a, a on-ramp to get people involved with NFTs. I see PayPal came out today. Uh, PayPal is actually accepting uh, crypto, which is a, a great a great step forward to mass adoption. Uh, with uh, uh, For anyone that's looking into crypto, which kind of links to the idea of NFTs, of course, um, the biggest challenge is um, Cuban from uh, from uh, uh, Shark Tank, uh, who owns the Mavericks, his, his point was really spot on, which is, you know, his his Mavericks team actually accepts crypto for their basketball team. But um, his point was, we've had crypto for the last two years, and we, we made like less than a thousand bucks of people actually using crypto to buy tickets to go watch a Maverick team. So it's, it's more about when is mass adoption going to happen for crypto? And more so, that would lead into a, what is the mass adoption for NFTs. NFTs, I think, will do really well in various segments like invoicing, uh, real estate, and my my focus, which is uh, manufacturing for missiles and and tracking uh, expiring products that are being uh, units that are being put into missiles. Um, but for for upland and gaming things like that, it's kind of difficult for me to understand where the business proposition is. Um, I'd love to make money. Um, I, I look at crypto voxels and I see that, um, you know, you have these hot spots there, as I mentioned before. Um, and that's where the money comes into play. So, um, but I, I, I'm curious cause I missed team team. I missed your business proposition, what you're trying to do here. Cause, uh, 
uh, and I apologize. You don't have to reiterate it, but maybe offline you and I could talk because uh, for upland, or maybe you could just listen to the podcast. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> That's a novel idea. I'll do. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll shut up now. But uh, I'm not sure I answered your question. Oh. But uh, we'll, we'll yeah, definitely I'll have you back. Out. It's an interesting, you know, proposition. I think from you know, if I understand Dirk's position, it's teaming up with other projects like blockchain heroes or some of these smaller groups and growing at pace. If you take on board, like look at sandbox. I mean, sandbox is now essentially Atari sandbox. Like they, the, the upland team has a vision they want to execute and keep in mind, it's a game. It's not necessarily meant to be a mass profit generator. Now, I mean, and I look at it very similar to like Second Life in the sense like people can make profit from it. And I think a lot of people will. And the people probably listening now and who are participating now are likely going to make a significant amount of profit. But that's not the end game for this. It it is going to be a game. There's going to be mini games. There's going to be competitions. The property building is just the base of like getting a baseline of here's all of the properties. And now we're establishing additional fundamentals and the NFT thing just kind of blew up. And I think that they're, they've pivoted um, correctly to kind of uh, accommodate that a little bit sooner, probably than the roadmap would have been. Um, So I think that that's just been a shift, but I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see them taking on, like, I don't see Nike opening up a store because of all the logistics that you just mentioned. Like, it doesn't make sense. Why would I, unless there's going to be an Upland sneaker that's only offered in Upland, like, there's zero reason to log into a game to travel to a digital place when I can just type it in on the internet. Totally, totally. And what brought me to that was they kept mentioning cars. I was trying to make a connection there, but you're absolutely right. These big companies, the first question they're going to ask is how many people are actually using your platform? And then secondly is how can they profit from it? And the reality is these big companies will never profit from uh, uh, Upland unless we, Upland goes global for some reason. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. So you have to scale back your expectations of what you're going to do here in, in Upland. Um, I think a lot of us came, well, I, I, he mentioned, you know, you know, a lot of people are here for business. And I, I, I think I would agree with that to some degree, but um I think the reality is that it has to be for more for gaming than anything yeah. else. Yeah. So, team, you said you want to expensive game, by the way. Well, <laughs> not really, game, though. All you're so doing, he, is tre- no, all you're doing is treasure hunting. And if you're not on Discord, you know, and playing around there, where most of the entertainment is, is on Discord. Yeah. When I look at, when I look at my little avatar, uh, my explorer floating around, like shit, man, I'm out of money. I really can't do anything at this point. That's a bad sign, right there, in my opinion. Well, I mean, imagine imagine World of Warcraft, but 15 years ago, they started out with just, like, selling land that you could then own and set up shop. Like, if you see that vision of, like, where it's going as a game, like, you say it's a lot of money, but trust me, in the mobile gaming world, spending thousands a month on a game is not uncommon. And guess what? No one expects to get that back. No Fortnite skin, like, I mean, outside of the CSGO nonsense that's been long gone, like Clash of Clans, um, I'm playing five different dice games now. It's it's bad. I know, I know. You you got a gambling problem, Joe. uh, Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I definitely have a problem. But, like, no one expects money back. So, again, Upland, to me, is a game, if I get some money out of it, I'm I'm stoked. If not, I just kind of want to be 
awesome at the game. Like I want people to come in and be like, dude, thank me later. You own most of San Francisco. Like, yep, I do. <laughs> but the other games you mentioned, you wouldn't expect to make money, but in this game it's blockchain and there's an opportunity to make money. So part of your brain has to be thinking, I got to pay attention to figure out how to do best from here to actually make a profit. And that's kind of the contention that we have. I think for those who are looking at, you know, spending yeah. time trying to figure out how to, you know, create Halloween videos. For <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I spent a whole weekend trying to learn Blender to create a stupid model just for the idea of, you know, propaganda. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting dynamic. And from a game perspective, there's more creativity here uh, than a lot of games. I mean, there's a lot of people here are just doing crazy, interesting stuff. And so that's what I like about it. Um, but I'd like to see it be profitable. Cause I think that would be a, a big win for blockchain games in general, not just Upland, but the whole concept of what blockchain is about. Yeah. yeah. So the, let TM jump in here. TM. Yeah. Like one of the things I'm looking at here is um, I, I would compare like a non-profitable game to like Minecraft, right? My daughter and me play Minecraft yep. together and you don't have to, you don't have to put up any capital. You can play, you can build things, you can, compete with your friends and it's fantastic, right? No, no, other than buying a computer to play, there's no capital output. However, this game, they charge you to own land. And if you own one piece of land and you want to play around, sure, you can develop that piece of land, but you're going to have to wait, what, a year, maybe two years to, well, hold on a second, 17% times, you know, whatever the like cheapest five property. Years, five or ah, six years, yeah. You're have to buy, yeah, no one's going to wait around, so... I mean, there's a there's a philosophy in the gaming world that the difference between three clicks to get something done and seven clicks to get something done is going to lose you seventy percent of your client base, right? So you, yeah, once once the frictionless experience occurs with um, Upland, Upland can be the Facebook, right? Well, I mean, take okay, so Minecraft's a great example. I love that. So now imagine Minecraft has no capabilities; it's just those squares of land, right? And you can start buying them on a server. And so you buy ones that are close to a lake, you buy ones that have certain minerals on it that you think are going to be valuable or part of something. And then the mass audience comes. And so when they're building or when they're digging or when they're interacting with your plots of land, that's where you make your money. And so the, the, the difficulty, and I think the, the interesting thing is the people who are in now have to have that vision that eventually it will be a free to play app. It's already on the app store. It's already there. Once they have things like racing and arcades and things like that, people can log in and have a significant gaming experience. Um, and then essentially we, as the community who own the properties will profit from that. So like, that's, to me, the play of it's not a property game. People who come into it thinking it's a property game are not seeing the big picture. It's Minecraft. It's owning land in Minecraft, and then they're going to build the rest of Minecraft on top of right. it. And you, know, you get to own those blocks. Now it's a property game, and it's a very expensive property game. The, the gamification needs to come quicker. I mean, well, I, I take that back. People have been in business for a year. Yeah, <laughs> in there for three years, so they have time to make that happen for sure. Yeah, 
I think that they've made incredible strides. If you look at a year ago, they didn't even have block explorers. <laughs> like, like there was no movement in the game. It was just like a, a spreadsheet of like who wants to buy properties in in San Francisco to where it is now. I mean, you know, I started in January after the closed beta, and uh, there was no there was no treasure hunts. There was no um, paper airplanes. Like you got three moves a day. Like that was excruciating. Like, and there was like, that was literally it. You just floated around and bought things if you got near it. Like, um, so it's come an incredible and it's hard for people who are, again, they're comparing it to other projects and they're seeing other things happening, but I don't know. I've been fairly impressed with, uh, and the agile nature, like I know it, but agile is fail fast. Like, They'll put it out quick, and yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about, like, when the Fresno segment, I mean, it didn't, it wasn't a flawless execution, but I'll be damned if they didn't fix it within an hour or two. Hell, I can't can't think of a single NFT launch between Garbage Patch, Kids, Blockchain Hero, um, what was some of the other big ones that came out uh, that just, like, shit the bed <laughs> like immediately transaction fails and and all kinds of issues and i mean it did not get sorted out quickly at all <laughs> like it took hours um so yeah, that's a good point you know they, they have a small team and i've, I've often thought about this because uh in my my view my experience they've made some really basic mistakes but i, I can let them go for for right now um but uh, some of the functionality that i would have expected by now um, I don't see why it's so damn hard because, like, we, where I work, uh, we've built virtual worlds that model, uh, allow procurement people to actually build a missile in a virtual world. And I did it with three developers in eight months. So this whole slow roll, the slow burn, sometimes feels like it's their way of um, uh, either uh, maximizing profit or trying to get their developers up to speed. I'm not qu- really quite sure, um, but yeah. it's a little slow on my my part because, like, God, I want this to go quicker. I mean, why does it take so damn long to get this, this stuff out? But, I, you know, I, I'm not part of their development team, and no one's been in their stand-up, so no, no one really knows. But um, I, I often wonder why it takes so long to get some of this functionality out. And, you know, maybe it's just the, the characteristics of their, their development team or – Something I just don't know about their team, but from from my view, uh, it's not a. What I see now is is really not a very complicated system of from a development perspective. Uh, having managed development teams for almost thirty years, it's not really super exciting. But um, I know the Halloween <laughs> stuff coming out. It's it's actually what I like what they what I like about their slow burn is that they do give a little at a time. And again, I think that's more for maximizing profit, but um, um, it does show us what the next uh, functionality is going to be. Right. So now we can upload our own uh, 3d models. So that like teasing the idea that we can start doing that. Uh, the Halloween thing where we can up- upload videos teases the idea that uh, we, in the future we can click on a video or click on a property and see not only a video, but maybe some art and things like that. Um, but to me, it's a little slow, but um, that's just me. 
Well, yeah, I think you're seeing twofold. I think a they have a, a, a smaller development team. B, it's not the. I don't think it's the technical development that's necessarily the holdup. I think it's calculating and understanding the economic impact. Because I mean, and especially they've been dealing with these city launches. Like that's a massive supply and demand, and the fluctuation of users and understanding the multipliers of collections. And I would imagine they spend a lot of time kind of tweaking and play testing and running scenarios. I I mean, I know that the founders have a really strong, um, you know, econ background. So I think that probably that plays as much into like the releasing of features and things and monitoring as as much as anything. I get that. But you know, from a, from a world of second life, for example, Linda labs, didn't have to deal with that. And the reason they didn't have to deal with it is they figured out a revenue stream. So um, I don't see that happening very much in Upland. Um, what I mean by that is uh, if, if Upland took the concept of second life, every time, if it gave us these tools, tools are pretty key. If they allowed us to uplet, upload our NFTs, which I know they're looking to allow us to actually mint our own F- NFTs, uh, bring a, in our own creations for three, 3D models. So in Second Life, every time I upload a, a 3D model, I have to pay for it. Every time I have to do anything, sell land or uh, put a land on auction, I have to pay for it. Um, so they have a, a revenue stream that allows them to buffer themselves from the team or from the community, and they make money off of it. And so that way they can actually step back, let the community go hog wild and go create whatever they want. And while they're creating it, they skim off some taxes, they skim off some of the money to keep their development teams alive, right? Um, So in in Upland, I'm like looking around saying, how is Upland going to keep affording their 25 developers who are in the Ukraine besides angel funding, right? I got a phone call. Can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, Okay, now let's take into consideration that Upland gets a cut out of every single sale that's done in the secondary market, right? Yeah. That's Upex, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Upex is the equivalent. I mean, that's, I mean, does it, yeah. They're they're implementing a cash out option, what, next quarter? Presumably, yeah. yes. Right, so actually, like for the salesperson, the person who's selling. Yeah, so essentially it's a stable coin. So they're able to make stable coin revenue. Right. Um, and if the properties appreciate, the value of the team and the development and keep in mind, I don't think the overall goal is to make Upland be the end-all, be-all of the development. I think they want to rely on third parties through their white paper. They they kind of want to spur this. But they can they can create incubator funds quite easily for, for the qualified parties. They can even gamify that into the game itself. <clears throat> but, I mean, imagine going to a property that you click. I mean, Brave Browser is doing a fantastic job. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's say you go to a certain person's property and if you click on there and watch a 30 second video, you don't have to, no one's forcing you to it's free market. Mm-hmm. But if you go on there, you click on there and you watch the 30 second video, you get five UPX. Guess what? It costs you less than a freaking penny. You know, I mean, who's not going to freaking advertise that way. You got a, you got a new audience and you know, as the properties appreciate, there's going to be more advertisement. And therefore, there's going to be more adoption. It's going to be at Comic-Cons. It's going to be at art shows. It's going to be at everything, the kind of audience that we want to attract. And we can target that, right? I mean, the, the Upland you know, development team has an idea in mind. And if they target the audience they want, I trust that they're going to do well. 
but that's not going to come without appreciation of property and sale of property and, uh, you know, flipping, which isn't part of my plan, but the other part of my plan is value and getting the real world to adopt it and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Your, your points are right. Cause I, I think there's lots of opportunity for a plan to create that revenue stream, which I think is what you're pointing out. Um, I just like to see them move a little quicker in that because, Maybe I'm I'm a little over optimistic about what I, I think Upland's going to do, but um, me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think everyone here who's uh, you know kind of invested is very uh, bullish on the opportunity for sure. Wow, that show got hijacked pretty good. <laughs> Way to go! <laughs> no, but Come no, on, DJ, too stupid. Get it under control. No, th- this was a real good. Real good conversation, real good insight. Um, so I do appreciate uh, TM coming in and then Nietzsche. And I mean, this is this is real good discussion that we have out there. And uh, I'm like, man, we're at 52 minutes. I'm like, do we uh, close this podcast? Do we have to put like a, a serious label on this one, like with the explicit, but like, hey, warning, this is this gets serious. Maybe so. The realest shit we ever wrote. so no this was this was great conversation i think it's really insightful too i mean uh, again we probably have i don't know in the in the audience and among us probably a hundred million upex worth of value on this call on the zoom i'm gonna say a hundred million because that makes me feel cool um you know a hundred million value on this call of, of upex i mean that's what a hundred (laughs) thousand like conversion yeah like there's some serious money on this call um so i think people listening to this i mean know that these are the backers these are the community members that are investing not only uh with their wallets but with their time um and are growing uh you know this to be something pretty awesome yeah and you turns just blowing up over there yeah, nutrition sure super important. <laughs> so, yeah. I think uh, since we hit, we're at fifty four minutes right now. We'll uh, call this an episode, and we'll we'll punch back in the second we episode. Didn't even, we didn't even do anything. I, oh, I, we're gonna do two episodes. We're gonna record we're gonna two, two tonight. <laughs> what? Hey, it's a double. It's a double episode. It's a spoiler double episode. Okay. Well, this is this is our first episode. I guess what you're going to turn in this weekend. You're going to do another one for the. We'll release it on the weekend. We'll release them. Yeah, we'll release them back to back. But I know what people don't like back. listening longer than an hour at a podcast at a time. So I don't want to detract people from listening to all the great content that we've talked about here on this episode. Fantastic. No, I like it. <laughs> TM, you had Let's... something? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I got a little bit more time, but um, I, I definitely want to kind of bow to you guys when it comes to the amount of time that you guys feel would be good for a podcast. Not my, not my specialty, but I think a lot of the information that was shared here, you know, by the OGs, by the originals, by the people that are, that are funding this thing, um, I think it should be taken to heart. And I don't think that we should have an exclusionary economy to where we only cater to one group of people. We should, we should cater to everybody. And in doing Absolutely. Our, our umbrella will be bigger and therefore our adoption will be larger. 
And that's the interesting thing, just like Thank Me Later was saying earlier, is from a mobile game aspect, there's people that dump thousands of dollars without expecting a return. But then we have the people that have come from the crypto industry that expect some sort of return on on investment. So it's it's going to be a very interesting blend of players that we're going to have here in the future. Yeah, I hope none of the future gamers listen to this, but like, I'll be honest, like, so I'm a hybrid in the sense, like I work in the technology space. So like I use um, blockchain and enterprise level actually with uh, jet manufacturing. So Nietzsche and I might actually know each other. No. Um, And uh, so I think it's interesting that, you know, we have a lot of people that see this as a profit opportunity and I'll be honest, you're going to be able to, I don't take advantage is not the right word. You're going to be able to leverage the mass market appeal of this as a game uh, because the, the idea is that eventually the upland will remove itself as the governing body. And so things like interest and stuff will just start to go away and all of the transactions will be between the community. Um, and that's kind of where the players that are in now that are selling these baselines will be driving that economy and will be profiting just as much as the upland team um, from those transactions and from gamers who aren't in it to invest because if they log in and they just want to play arcade games and they want to do a fishing mini game or participate in a race, like they aren't necessarily thinking how do they fiat out, right? They're buying into a game. um, Not necessarily as again, if you're a mass market, if you're downloading it off the app store and you're paying with your Apple pay, you're not thinking fiat out. Like that's just not how a gamer thinks. Um, And that will benefit players that are in now that are thinking fiat out um, because those are all, you know, your potential customers. All right. Uh, any last thoughts, TM, before we end this wonderful episode of the Upex podcast? No, I mean, you guys did a beautiful job and I enjoy listening to it every week. And if, if you guys are playing this game and you're not listening, you're kind of stupid. Um, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said. Best advertisement right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for listening to another wonderful episode of the Epics Podcast. And uh, this is episode one of two this week. So awesome. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. It's the Epics Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Upland. Grab your Upix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm screwed.